Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I And hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Miss You Man, the podcast, the one and only, hosted by myself, Dylan, and you, Lonnie, my friend. How you doing, Dylan? I'm doing great, mate. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm very, very well today, Dylan. It's been a while since we recorded, and I'm bloody glad to be back. Mate, aren't we all? Aren't we all? I am ecstatic to be talking to you today about our favourite person in the world, apart from each other, obviously. <laughs> Christina Ritchie! Oi, oi, oi. Oi, oi, Have to do it. Have to do it. The third in our relationship, basically, right? <laughs> basically the third wheel, but that's <laughs> fine. A wheel nonetheless. Sometimes you need three wheels, you know? Absolutely. Tricycles. <laughs> Done. Exactly. They wouldn't work otherwise, would they? <laughs> Just now, like our podcast wouldn't be the same without Christina Ritchie. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what's the podcast normally about, Lonnie? Normally, Dylan, it's you and I looking at a topic. Any topic in the entire world, life, pop culture, everything in between. That's right. That's right. But what's this little mini-series we got going on about? The little mini-series we got going on, Dylan, is the Christina Chronicles, where we're going to go a deep, deep dive into the filmography of Christina Ritchie. And we're 15 deep now, aren't we? We are. We are. And I'm feeling good. We've had some ups. We've had some downs. We've had some middles. But here we are at another chapter. And what have we got today, Lonnie? We've got, I want to say, lower end of the middle, <laughs> Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Woo. Starring Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro, as it were. Is it directed by again? Terry Gilliam from Monty Python and other various movies. <sighs> oh, there we go. I forgot your Monty Python aversion. <laughs> never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Keep it in mind always. Never want to talk about them. Never want to hear their names. <laughs> well, Disgraceful. He was the American one. Does that make okay. any difference to you? It makes no difference. Okay. I don't know what that means. Anyway. Um, yeah, what's it about really? It's kind of just like a, just a drug trip, basically. Basically. So Hunter S. Thompson was a real guy. He was a real writer. He was a real journalist. And he wrote this book called Laura and um, Vegas. Oh, okay. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, which is okay. a great title, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's the, probably the best thing going for this movie. <laughs> Rough. Well, well, I guess, uh, yeah, jump into thoughts. What do you reckon? Well, I'm not keen on it, Dylan. I, I think, from all accounts, the original book was quite interesting, and it's based on his experiences but with fictionalised characters, but pretty much I think everyone takes it as what happened to him. Mm. And he was a journalist but wrote about his own experiences. It was kind of different, I think, from a lot of journalists who sort of step back and... You know, just report on facts. He was the first journalist, one of the first anyway, to sort of go out and experience stuff and write about his own experiences, which is kind of cool, and you can kind of see that happening. Yeah. Um, but the movie, it's just very ugly, isn't it, Dylan? 
He's in Las Vegas just basically tripping out for 127 minutes, whatever it is, and it's just not very interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. So it's what we got, what are their names? Rao Duke, played by Johnny Depp, and Dr. Gonzo Spanicio, and he's his attorney, who's like maybe Samoan, doesn't know if that's a running joke, I think. Was there jokes well, in this? Well, well, it wasn't very funny. I don't oh. know if there were supposed to be jokes. It wasn't very funny at all. Um, I think with that, I was reading it, apparently he, in the book, I think he said he was Samoan to sort of hide the identity of the real guy. Oh, right. With. But okay. very clearly not Samoan, no. in, my, in my view. <laughs> Spanish del Toro. No. <laughs> exactly. um, but yeah, there's just not a plot, is there? No, not really. It's once he go to cover a press event originally um, and they just get smashed on drugs, drugs and alcohol. Like, what do they do? They do like acid, marijuana, ether, I think they said. Yeah, mescaline. Obviously alcohol, mescaline. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. in there for sure. Can't forget mescaline, mate. Come on. <laughs> no. And it's set in the 70s, so we have a different um, culture and different drug culture especially. Oh, for sure. Um and that's kind of one of the points of the movie and the book is like, you know, the free will and love and, you know, free love and everything goes in the 60s and then they were sort of snapping out of that in the 70s. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, this used to be cool, but now it's not very cool when we're the last guys still getting spaced out on drugs the whole time. Yeah. But well, all that could another... be good if it was interesting, but it wasn't, you know? Well, another thing also, it's like the same movie twice in a row yeah like he goes to follow a press event they get smashed on drugs misses the press event completely Mm -hmm. and then they get set up for another press event and does drugs and misses it again yeah that's so weird to me (laughs) no i think i I told you i had a funny story to tell you dylan (laughs) you did hype it up you did yeah yeah not particularly funny maybe it's more just sad i don't know but (laughs) So yesterday I went for a walk and it's been raining here in Brisbane and I got stuck in a big storm, not a big storm, a lot of rain event and I was got home, I was very wet, had to go have a shower straight away, right? So that it was, was a soaking. Of, I was so moist my, my, to the core. My clothes are still wet, Dylan. So Oh no. Yeah. Uh and then I had dinner and a big dinner. Big mm. big chicken dinner. A big rebel whopper. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a rebel whopper. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I eat other things still. <laughs> nah, I don't believe it. Um, and then I, I sat down to watch this movie and I think what happened is even though it's been raining here, it's still the middle of summer. And so it got really warm in my house. Yeah. And the humidity. Yeah. It just, just hit me. And so I'm trying to watch this really weird movie. And You're sweating. <laughs> so, well, about 20 minutes in, I just fell asleep and I was like getting a bit of, I was getting a bit trippy myself, Dylan. So oh, I was like, what I got to do right. here is I got to open all the windows, turn the movie off and just try and nap for like 20 minutes and try and get my senses back. <laughs> and I did. And then, but I don't think I missed much in that first 20 minutes because I watched it, but then it wasn't all coming in. But then, as you said, it was kind of the same movie the whole way throughout. So, Yeah. Did you see the uh, the reptile blood orgy? I I don't know if you're joking or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> so you did miss it then? Yep. <laughs> that wasn't happening. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. It actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, there are, I have vague memories of stuff happening like that. Was that when they were in like the circus... No, nah, that was bef- that was like when they first rock up to the hotel trying to get into their room. Uh, the acid's just kicking in. He's like, oh, there's reptiles everywhere. And they're like eating each other and having sex. It's 
Right. Yeah. A metaphor, I guess, for America. For, for drugs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's one of the things, like, Las Vegas is kind of American excess at its worst because people just Consumerism. go there. Consumerism. It's the middle of the desert. People just lose money and take drugs and, you know, buy sex and stuff. Like, it's maybe... I can kind of see think, where it's going with that, but, you know. I think you're um, maybe thinking it's more deep than it is. <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm reaching, maybe, yeah. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, they're both good performances. Like, you believe they're actually drug addicts. If anything, they're too good because half the time you don't know what they're saying because they're just slurring words and... Yeah, I was yeah. wondering if that was just me, but then I... Oh, no. As I went, <laughs> as I went through and as I read some reviews, like, yeah, barely comprehensible, a lot of the dialogue. Especially Benicio. Like, Johnny's comprehensible most of the time. He's just fast-talking more than anything. Yeah. But, yeah, Benicio's just conked out so much. Well, there's a, there's a line here from Roger Ebert, which we'll probably get to more of his oh, scathing yeah. review. But what he said is, if you encountered characters like this on an elevator, you'd push a button and get off on the next floor. Here, the elevator is trapped between floors for 128 minutes. Oh, gosh. Well, let's keep going with Rog, because, yeah, he did not like this movie. It's probably his, his like most scathing review of the Christina film so far. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. He gave it one star. I don't have we seen that yet. I don't think we have. He even he was okay with Buddy Bear Mountain, wasn't he? And that darn cat, yeah. yeah. But no, he despised this. Despised it absolutely. Um, I'll I'll have a quote from it if you want to hear it, Lonnie. Oh, please do. It's a big old quote, but it encapsulates probably how we both feel about it. Mm. So. Both Duke and the Doctor are one-dimensional walking chemistry sets, <laughs> lacking the perspective on themselves that they have in both the book and the strip. The result is a horrible mess of a movie without shape, trajectory, or purpose. A one-joke movie, if it had one joke. That's pretty good, isn't it? He doesn't stop there, Lonnie. Oh, there's more. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. The two characters wander witlessly past the bizarre backdrops of Las Vegas, some real, some hallucinated, all interchangeable. While zonked out of their minds, humour depends on attitude, but beyond a certain point, you don't have an attitude, you simply inhabit a state. I've heard a lot of funny jokes about drunks and druggies, but these guys are stoned beyond comprehension to the point where most of their dialogue could be paraphrased as, eh? <laughs> Pretty good. I think he I went in agree. hard. Yeah, he did he go in hard. He went in hard. Well, can I just elaborate on that, Dylan, or extrapolate my thoughts? Sure. I totally agree because it's hard to get invested when people are just on a binge. And ironically, I watched this on Binge, the app. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, they're just walking around, people on drugs. You're like, oh, okay, this is obviously a drug fantasy. I don't really care because, you know, they're just tripping. Like, what am I supposed to feel here? Like, oh, yeah. He's tripping. Wow, that's you know not really interesting to watch. I but guess I, if it's like meant to be an accurate representation of a drug trip, it does its job because it's hard to follow, which yeah. is seemingly on purpose, I guess. Yeah, that may be the one saving grace is that I don't think it was in, unintentionally bad. I think it was intentionally. There was for well, the things that were happening were on purpose, but the actual effect of that just wasn't enthralling to me. Maybe it's meant to be watched on drugs, possibly. That but there's help. some scary scenes, so I don't even think it's meant for them either. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's a bit confusing in that sense. and But it maybe it's a bit simple to just say, well, anything that doesn't make sense was on purpose. Like, just sort of hand wave it all away. Like, 
Yeah, you the can... things you don't understand, that's because you weren't supposed to understand it. Oh, okay, that's... Oh, I guess that's then. an explanation, yeah. <laughs> I think what you need is that perspective to step back and review the chaos. And I think you get that a bit in the narration, which is obviously from the book. Um, but just being, like, stuck in the drug haze, isn't that fun? And I've got another review here from Todd McCarthy from Variety. Hello. Uh, he's, hello to you too. <laughs> says Todd, he's here with me right now. Oh, Todd, my man. <laughs> What's he got to say? Todd says that the film is shot with queasy making, distorting wide angle lenses and filled with frenetic activity in a torrent of mostly nonsensical dialogue. The pic serves up a sensory overload without any compensatory, as in compensating, reflection okay. on the outlandish or irresponsible behaviour on view. So it's kind of like you've given us all the, the drug stuff, but maybe you could have given us a little bit more to think about it as well rather than just, you know, serving up weird images. That is kind of true. Yeah, yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. For sure. Um, I suppose everyone's wondering why we haven't really talked about Christina yet. Because, once again, Lonnie, we have arrived in Cameo County, boy. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. Howdy, Christina. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed your two days on the set, Christina. <laughs> if that. If that. It could have been an afternoon, you're right. Well, what, once, what is she? She's just basically like this kid that like Benicio Del Toro's character dragged off the street mm. and got hooked on acid, and then they just ditch her, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I will say her character at least gives them a bit of danger and some stakes because they're like, don't want to get in trouble for basically kidnapping this girl. Um, but it's not really dealt with very well, is it? No, no. Very they, interesting. No, they just drop her off at a hotel and leave her on her own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she comes back at the end to where she's just walking across the street and sees him and it freaks him out, but that's it. And she doesn't really have any dialogue either, to be honest. No, she's barely used. This one, it could have been anyone. It could have been any extra off the street. Didn't, yeah. You know, Christina was underused. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it is another movie in the Troubled Christina series, isn't it? She's... um. I just want her to have a good time in a movie. Like, just have a nice romance, have a job, and, I don't know, you know, recently she's just been in trouble. 
She has. It, it hasn't been good. She's been struggling <laughs> in her roles, but, you know, we'll see how she goes from here on out. And I, I am keen to hopefully see some more Christina headlining the film stuff soon because it has been a little while since she's been the, the main draw in the series, at least. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, but who else was in this? Taylor Grace was in it for a bit, wasn't he? Hey, hey. I don't think Taylor was. Not Taylor Grace. Bloody Tony Maguire. Come Fuck on, me. mate. Come on. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Help me. What a faux pas. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tony Maguire. Taylor Grace wouldn't have been this. We'd have been like two. <laughs> and Tony's your favourite. I don't know what it happened there. I know, I know. I need to have more coffee, mate. Maybe probably. it was the haircut that sort of threw you off. <laughs> it did. It didn't really seem like Toby Maguire, to be honest. No. His hair was cooked. Um, he, he didn't really do anything either, to be honest. He was kind of just there as well. Yeah, that seemingly... It's kind of the point of, well, maybe because it's like they do things that are dangerous or dodgy and then face no consequences. So that they pick up this hitchhiker and... They're really creepy towards him and they've got drugs and clearly they're not good people but it's okay like it doesn't really matter and then like with christina he sees him later on in a border town sort of thing and then yeah just sees him and then goes and freaks goes him out as well yeah it's the same gag from the end of yeah the movies the two movies that are in this one movie yeah they just did it twice again yeah i don't get that <laughs> is the book like that <laughs> I mean, I guess. We've read online that it's a perfect adaptation of the book, apparently. So, mm. I ain't reading it. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a good writer from all accounts. There's a good book. Apparently, he spent a year with the Hells Angels and wrote about his experience. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay. yeah. Back in the 60s, yeah. There you go. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know, Dylan. I don't know. Maybe, I think maybe he was Andreas Thompson from, at least from this movie and experiences and a bit of what I've read. Seems like maybe he was a better writer than a better guy to be around. Like, mm. yeah, I, I would want to be around this sort of drug fueled antics. Okay, okay. Well, to each their own, Lonnie. Yeah. You know, you yeah. do you. Okay. You don't condone drugs. Oh, I would never say that. No, I would never condone them, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you I, don't condone masculine. I condone having a sneaky ginger beer. You do. You do. <laughs> Just before watching it, yeah? Hey? Exactly. That was a good unintentional thing we did together last night, <laughs> separately. <laughs> yeah, we both had a Brookvale Union ginger beer. None mm. of us knew. And if oh, they want to sponsor knew. us, that's okay. We'll, we're okay with that. Oh, yeah, go on. We'll do We'll do an episode on alcoholic ginger beers. Why not? Oh, well, I can do that. <laughs> everything. Of course you would. Everything you in between. It. You love it, mate. Anyway, that's Fear and Loathing. Yeah, in I just, Las Vegas. I just mentioned that apparently Terry, Gill Terry Gilliam, he wanted the film to be either the best film ever made or the most hated ever made. And given it's got 50% Rotten Tomatoes, he's probably halfway there. Um, <laughs> and it didn't make much money or get many awards, but it's got a bit of a cult following these days. But okay, I don't get it. I don't get it myself. Wasn't everything ever cult following? Well, I, I think given enough time and given a big movie star generally these things do find a place and he's and hunter s thompson obviously has a following as a writer so yeah yeah, yeah okay. i don't know i don't know yeah, it was fine it was, it was fine to bad one thing i will say though is that 
you have to admire the confidence of the binge app in loading up just a random movie to watch like seven seconds after you finish the one oh, you're yeah. watching. What did you get recommended? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't actually. What did you get? I had uh, Johnny English Reborn. Hello. Starting in seven seconds after this one. The credits <laughs> are still rolling. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like Netflix where they'll give you a trailer or something you might want to watch. No, it's they... like, no you're, you're watching Johnny English. Yeah, I get a choice here. I, I don't know how that connects at all, but maybe... I just maybe wacky movies. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, odd, odd stuff. Very odd. Did you end up watching it, or you, you said no? I said no, and then I watched. I went and played a bit of Miles Morales. So oh, I yeah. did. Yeah. It was my AKA, AKA not Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Yakuza. <laughs> We're getting there. I've got Miles, and it's really fun to play. So we'll get there back to Yakuza eventually. Spider Man. Hate him. Dylan, he's your favourite superhero. Come on. He's not. How he's dare up, you? He's up there. No. You can think that if you want. Anyway, fear and loathing. Not good. We're out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're on the social like me, Dylan. We're, uh... Nah. No, you, you, know, you just don't, you don't <laughs> want to talk anymore about this. Come on. Yeah, we're on the socials. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We've got our own website as well. And we're on every podcast app imaginable. That's right. Please get in touch. We love hearing from our, our listeners and we love getting in touch and have a chat. It's all good stuff. No, we love it. We love it. Nothing better. Nothing better, mate. Um, I believe, Dylan, we have uh, Small Soldiers coming up next in the Christina Chronicles. Okay. okay. That's that's all right. Okay. Sure. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you, what are you going uh, on about? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one I of the best. I care about Small Soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie from... My memories. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for Speed Racer at this point. You're just hanging it's on. It's gonna for be a long wait. Day. It's gonna be a long wait, but I'm, I'm here for it. Well, we're still in 1998, and Speed Racer came out what 2008. 2008. Oh bloody hell, Dylan! You got a... another 10 years. That's all right. right we we'll get there. We're gonna get yeah. there actually. How many have we gone? How many years have we gone through so far? Six, I think. First was 1990, and now we're in 98. But okay. A couple of years shut off. So. All right. We're making good progress. We're getting there. We're carving through. Yeah. All right, then. Thanks, Mark, for the theme song. Thank you, Dylan, for being here. Oh, mate. You know what? Always. Only for you. Okay. No one else. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, then. Until next time. I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. Don't do drugs. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.